This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, what is up? This song needs no representation because I'm sure you guys all know who it is, but just so I don't get in trouble, I like to give credit where credit is due, and this song is by Incubus. It's called Wish You Were Here. Incubus is one of my favorite fucking bands ever, and I just felt like this song is perfect for this episode and the topic of this episode around feeling happy and sometimes you know that can be challenging to like allow yourself to feel happy which is integration you know integration is basically the meat of this episode I've been thinking a lot about integration because I am in Mexico right now 
So if you hear some noises in the background or birds, it's because I'm sitting outside. I feel like the energy is just really good right now. I wanted to hop on here and start recording because I've done two sweat lodge Temescal ceremonies out here so far. I've been here for a week and I did two already and both experiences were very, very different. Um, each time that I've come to Mexico, I've done these Mexican traditional spiritual sweat lodge ceremonies and I'm going to get deeper into that and explain it. But um, basically, if you're a new listener, you you might not know this, but the vibe within podcast was basically born uh, the week uh, that I did my first Temescal sweat lodge ceremony, which was in 2018. So it's been a few years. Each time I come here, I do these ceremonies and I swear to God, each time I do them, it gets more intense because when you are out in here, when you're out here in Tulum, this place, this town really thrives off word of mouth. Um, so finding places and finding venues and finding spiritual gatherings and ceremonies is really, really special and unique because you usually just hear it from somebody and then you get their WhatsApp number and then you find out the address and then you go and you have no idea where you're going. And at least that's what happened to me this past Sunday. Um, it was a very, very powerful experience. The the place was just crazy. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to get into it. But okay, this episode's about integration, you guys. I don't know I don't know how you feel when you listen to that word or when you hear that word. Um, but I have a bunch of notes here and I've been really thinking about what the fuck does it actually mean to integrate. So we're going to do this. This is the first part of the episode. All different kinds of integration and kind of figuring out your personal integration process, figuring out our personal integration process together. Um, And I'm just offering this episode to you to kind of reframe and give you a new perspective of what integration might look like because in this spiritual realm, especially on social media and Instagram, we hear the word integration, we see it, we, we, we're we hearing everyone talking about integration, but honestly, I didn't know what integration was for the longest time, and when I heard the word, it it just annoyed me, you know, because I feel like it's such a loaded word, kind of like the word manifestation or meditation, you know. Um, these words are supercharged with like energy and it's almost like the meaning just dissolves because it has so much potent energy in it that we lose we lose meaning so I I've been writing a lot and I'm just gonna kind of go off of what I've been writing about about integration so integration the the first thing I think about when I think about integration is that it's meant to feel hard, right? Like people say, oh, integration is challenging, which yes, it is. Um, Integration isn't really meant to feel easy and comfortable. You know, it's, it's integrating things together that normally don't go together. And you know what? I'm actually going to pull up the, the definition 
um, of integration. And I'm going to go on to Urban Dictionary first. And I just want to talk. Okay, let's let's see what this says. It says integration. Don't listen to the guy above talking about integration. <laughs> integration is not the reversal of differentiation. That would be the anti-derive. Okay, there's way too many fucking big words in here. And I'm feeling kind of naturally high right now because I just had a really amazing therapy session with my therapist. So that's kind of why I'm on here too, because I feel like buzzed almost. And so I'm going off on a tangent right now, but basically when you feel good, when you feel happy, that shit is supposed to expand outward so that you can continue to feel the benefits if that makes sense so when you're in a good mood when you're happy when you're feeling good um sharing that with people around you and like really allowing that energy to bounce back to them it'll bounce back to you and it kind of like creates this bounce back effect kind of like tennis or whatever this this definition of integration is kind of interesting i i don't really i'm not into it right now so let let me check what integration, um, the definition just on Google. So the action or process of integrating, the intermixing of people or groups previously segregated. Let's see, define spiritual integration. Here we go. In the context of the spiritual journey, Spiritual integration is about living the discoveries and gifts you've attained rather than just thinking about them. It's easy to be philosophical and think deep thoughts, but to embody what you've realized is a whole other matter. Holy shit, I fucking love that. Um, That is such a great definition. And just to the point, it's about embodiment. It's It's about bringing your your teachings, your learnings, all the lessons that you've learned through the shadow work, the light work, the trauma healing, the therapy, the group therapy, the whatever the fuck you're doing. And it's bringing it into the physical reality, into this 3D reality, like where our body exists. Because sometimes I forget, I think we forget about how our physical body is in a completely different realm than our mind. And our mind is can get so heady and so out there and so disconnected from our body, which our body's like, hey, you know, we're here in this physical reality. We can't really escape to another realm. We can't really escape. And I'm talking about the body as in we, like, like it's, I don't fucking know, guys, just bear with me. I know I sound crazy sometimes, but the body is in this physical realm and it has no choice but to be here. So when we disconnect from our body and get too heady in the shadow work, which if you haven't listened to my episode about the deep being in the deep end of shadow work, um, I talk about shadow work a lot on this podcast, but if you've been feeling like you're totally over it, you're done with shadow work, you've done enough, you've overdone it, um, then go and listen to the episode called You've Graduated from Shadow Work School uh, that was inspired by a a session with my therapist. I swear to God, whenever I have a session with my therapist, 
she like gives me this energy to like go and talk to you guys so I feel like it's that's what I'm talking about it's like that transfer of energy like when you get juiced up from someone when you get this like this amazing charge that you absorb from someone's amazing energy who just like they get you they're listening you're on the same wavelength you're you're laughing you're vibing those experiences and those conversations those are pure medicine and it's like just try to like hold on to that and then expand it outwardly because if you only hold on to that energy and keep it for you it's it's gonna disappear and then it's just gone because the mind only grasps onto so much because the mind is so fucking all over the place so sharing it in the physical form like me hopping on here and and you know transmuting this good energy that I absorb from my my therapist into this computer into this podcast is going to help you guys and then hopefully you guys will feel good from this conversation that we're having in this podcast episode and then you'll transmute it to the person in front of you so this is the ripple effect um and this is this is kind of what integration is for me i mean it's it's bringing the lessons and the teachings and the inner work right the inner work of understanding who we are and why we are and trying to become a better person right that's what therapy is all about so the reason why we all go to therapy is to become a better person and and to live life with more ease more grace but what happens in therapy and this is a really important piece of integration is when you're in therapy you're talking you're having you know the the this um this definition is perfect because it says it's easy to be philosophical and think deep thoughts but to embody what you've realized is a whole other matter fucking truth bomb okay um it's one thing to have conversations with your therapist and talk about the things that that you know have traumatized you and you know triggered you and you can talk all day about how you have these toxic habits or traits or, you know, disordered ways of thinking or addictions or substance abuse and whatever it may be. But it's another thing to go out in the world and to actually change. Um, Integration is about implementing the things you've learned to change for the better. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's so uncomfortable to integrate um it doesn't feel like a warm blanket on you because it feels like you're going against how you've been and you're doing things that are that are uncomfortable and that's what integration's about so it's not easy actually for me to sit down and do a podcast episode it 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 requires a lot of preparation mentally for me um especially like I have to like I have to like figure out what I'm gonna say I have to look at my notes I have to look at my my ideas my journals I have to really get into the mindset and get on here and just fucking do it and go against the fear and go against the resistance it gets very comfortable when you're within your therapy and your routine and you know you have your your groups and you have your things you do and Um, But if you feel like you're kind of stagnant and stuck in the same old, same old healing, um, that could be an invitation 
to start integrating in different ways so you can start to figure out what areas in your life feel stuck and feel stagnant it could be there's people yelling I don't know if you can hear that but whatever I'm in Mexico so we're just gonna fucking be in this energy together um so you can figure out what areas of your life feel stuck and feel stagnant because sometimes it's not going to be all of them at the same time um i'm smoking a joint right now so you make a you can you know journal about this you can write down in list form what areas of your life are struggling or are feeling stagnant Sometimes it will be your financial life that feels stagnant. Sometimes it'll be your romantic life or intimacy that feels stagnant. Or maybe it is you feel stagnant at home. You feel like nothing's changing. You feel stuck. Maybe it is something that has to do with female friendships. Maybe you're feeling like you're kind of sitting in your in your healing and you're just doing that you're just sitting you're not implementing you're not living your life because i feel like we 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 forget when we're in this kind of realm of healing and healing trauma and and all of that we forget that there's a life happening right here right now in front of us and we have the opportunity to create new experiences from the lessons and from the wisdom and from the knowledge that we're getting from our healing, from our therapy, from, you know, implementing different types of practices and rituals and ways of life and, you know, focusing on our health um, is a great way to bring your healing to 3D reality, you know, connecting with the body. Um, I feel like, again, what I was saying before, we, we, we kind of put the body on hold. We forget about the body because it's so much easier to talk about um, healing and to talk about the mind and, and to understand the mind by, by speaking, by listening. But we forget about the body and how it's actually kind of sitting here right with us, right? And it's, it needs more. It needs more time. It needs more affection. It needs more um, communication. It, it needs more touch. It needs more sensories. Um, like it needs, it needs to be activated more in order for the body to be present with us because our minds get so distracted and so heady. And it's so easy to talk about trauma and to talk about relationships and to talk about how this person, you know, was, created this toxic thought in in you and how your behaviors came to be and why you have these self-limiting beliefs and you know why you are the way you are it's very easy to talk about all those things and get super heady but when it comes down to actually um getting out of your head and into the space that you're in and being with people or being with your body or you know taking yourself somewhere else, traveling somewhere, visiting someone, getting out of the norm, um, going against the comfort blanket that you might feel, that's integration. So 
Um, I just wanted to kind of get that definition out there before I get deeper into all the different kinds of integration that you might be feeling. So again, integration isn't meant to feel easy and comfortable. Usually it's quite the opposite. And it's putting everything we've learned within our shadow work into motion in real time, right here, right now, right in front of us. And that's what I told my therapist today, actually. Like the reason why I came out here is to integrate because I was living, you know, with my mom and my stepdad at home with our animals. And I started to feel like I wasn't even living in real life. I wasn't really talking to anyone. I didn't have any friends there. I was very, very alone. I wasn't talking to really anyone except for them and my therapist and my cats. Um, that's not integration. That's stagnance. And I was I was in a complete state of stagnant energy and I started to feel crazy. I started to feel depressed. I started to feel angry. I was punching pillows every single day. I'm not kidding. I know that sounds crazy, but I needed to get the energy and the anger out of my body somehow. And I don't give a fuck. I'll punch a pillow. I'll punch the bed. My cats look at me like I'm insane and I think it scares them, but they still love me. And I think, you know they still love me even though I'm angry, right? That's a huge lesson too that I've learned um, through my healing is that just because you're feeling angry or irritable or bitter doesn't mean that you like are not lovable anymore. Like whoever like created that toxic belief and that false belief in your head and, and in my head, you know, it came from someone else. The fact that we have to diminish our anger or our, you know, raw emotions that would be labeled as bad emotions, that's something that also comes up in integration is like, can you actually just show up for yourself in relationships and conversations and connections and be a little angry and express clean anger and express clean, you know, bitterness and clean depression and just without trying to guilt yourself or shame yourself or dim that down or lower that volume because you feel like you don't want to make anybody else uncomfortable around you that you know that's a really hard thing to to change because when you're when you show your dark emotions um the ego you know, starts to say, oh, you're, you know, you can't show this, like, they're not going to like you, they're going to judge you, they're going to think you're a horrible person, they're going to think you're, you're toxic or whatever. The word toxic is thrown out a lot in the spiritual community. And I know I use it a lot. And I think I use it a little bit too much. Because we're so it's so easy to like just say, oh, yeah, that was a toxic experience, that person was toxic, or, you know, that, that mindset I was in was toxic, which, you know, those are all very real experiences and um, observations of toxicity, you know, but I think we have to be careful what we label toxic because our words are, are, you know, spells. And if we label someone as toxic, um, it doesn't really give them room or space to kind of um, re-identify themselves or it doesn't really give us the space or capability to look at them in a, in a different way because we've kind of casted them with this word 
toxic, you know, um, it's hard to undo the words that we say. Um, that's why words are so powerful when we, when we say hurtful things to people, it's hard to take them back. So when we automatically judge someone out of, you know, we, we just meet them and we judge them by their energy or we judge them about their mannerisms or we just, we, we, we perceive this preconceived kind of notion about them. And then our mind gets stuck to that because we don't know anything else. You know, we just automatically think it's true when um, our mind really doesn't know everything, doesn't know much. It knows, it knows, it knows what it knows. And um, sometimes the mind likes to come up with stories about people so that we feel safe oh, they don't like me. So, or it tries to come up with the facts because we want to, we want to live in the, in the known. We don't like the unknown. The mind doesn't like the unknown. So the, the mind does everything it can to create the known, right? Oh, this is the way this person feels about me. And, you know, that person doesn't like me and this person's judging me and, you know, the mind has, has a good intention, you know, the mind wants just to feel safe, to feel known, to feel right, but most of the time we're wrong. Um, so that's something to also consider when you are integrating is to be mindful of how we cast others and how we perceive others and how we kind of put these people or ourselves in boxes. So as I was saying, you know, obviously integration is, you know, it's difficult, it's not easy. And on the flip side of that coin, integration doesn't mean that we have to treat ourselves with a forceful energy. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Integration doesn't mean that we have to treat ourselves with a forceful energy. Integration is going to look and feel different for everyone. And the person that you see on social media who's going to all the spiritual events or, you know, being a social butterfly, yeah, that's, that's definitely a form of integration. Um, but another form of integration is just slightly getting out of your comfort zone. You know, no one said that integration has to be this war zone, you know? It's, it is also meant to feel enjoyable and to embrace you know what kind of joy and bliss you can live out because the shadow work and the inner work is very challenging it's very daunting it can drain you it can debilitate you it can it can make you forget who you really are and it can make you forget about how you have this life right now in front of you and that's what integration is it's a pushing forward of everything that you've learned internally and going out and living it and living in the, the real world is very weird i mean we've been isolated for over a year and now things are starting to go back to normal but th but we're we're internally wounded and scarred from 2020 and covid and isolation and it's been even though it's only been a year the psyche and the body became used to it so it can feel very challenging to go out and meet people and talk to people or 
um, you know, even going on like a day trip somewhere can feel very um, weirdly anxiety provoking when maybe it, it never used to do that, but you're getting out of you're getting out of the mundane, you're getting out of the stagnation. And stagnation can disguise itself as being very comfortable, you know, and, and safe. But really, living in the comfort zone is the opposite of safe because it makes us weak. And when we're weak, we're asleep and things are going to feel more crazy, you know, even if they're not that crazy. Like, integration is going to strengthen our ability to deal with change. So integration is going to strengthen the ability we have to deal with change. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we, you know, again, being real with yourself being truthful and authentic with yourself, that's integration. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and do integration how everybody else is doing it, going to events and going on, you know, crazy trips or marketing events or, you know, you don't have to like, you don't have to do everything that everybody else is doing. You don't have to go and do psychedelics. You don't have to go and, and, and do anything that I tell you to do. Um, you don't have to go and fucking force yourself to date and and have sex if you're not ready to that's not integration that is expectations that have been injected into us from society and especially from spiritual culture um if you didn't listen to the kino episode the kino mcgregor episode we talk about spirituality realms and and how instagram and you know the dark the dark side of spirituality is there too So what feels good and expansive for you might look different than what is perhaps expansive for someone else or, you know, for me. So perhaps um, what expands your mind is simply getting outside, you know, going to the coffee shop and having a five minute conversation with someone there. Maybe it's within that very simple yet, you know, divine act even though it's very small, it can still be very powerful and and medicinal. That is what activates your soul. And that is integration. Um, Doing little things each day and, and move movement, like moving the internalized ideas and concepts and things that we're learning about ourselves and pushing them out into the 3d as if, your life in front of you is your canvas, your art project, your, you know, your experiment, right? My therapist said that on this trip, I should use Tulum as my, what did she say? Spiritual laboratory or something. She was like, use it as your divine laboratory. And basically what that means is, I'm experimenting on myself and with my life and I'm literally reshaping and redefining my identity. And that is integration. Um, Integration is being able to change, being able to grow, 
being able to thread through the things you've learned and bring them to life, you know, ignite them like you're, you're lighting a fire. You know, you have, you have the candle. It's just there, you know, it's, it's with you. And the candle just looks like a normal candle. It's just sitting there. It has nothing special to it. And then when you ignite it, it becomes something else. It brings an energy, right? It, it can light up a room. It can, make you feel good. Integration, the, the, the goal of integration, the, you know, the, the main um, intention of integration is to feel good, is to feel better in your life, to feel happier, to feel connected, to feel integrated with yourself and others, to feel that, that sense of strength and change and cultivate this like new energy. So maybe integration. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go through some examples of what integration could be so that you can kind of just listen to the words and feel what words resonate and feel what energies kind of hit you, hit your heart or hit your soul and where you feel empty and where you feel stagnant. Like just kind of be aware of how you're feeling when I go through some of these different types of integration. So maybe integration for you is mending or healing a relationship that has a lot of wounds around it. So maybe it means taking little steps to communicate with that friend or that family member in your life in ways that feel safe and supported for you. You know, again, not going and forcing a crazy conversation, not going and yelling, not going and trying to change your mom or change your dad because you did all this work and you know everything. Because believe me, I've been there and I've been the one who's tried to change my mom and to change my stepdad and to change, you know, my sister or I've tried to change everybody. Um, I've tried to change my dad. I've tried to change friends. Um, I've tried to implant my inner work lessons and I've tried to replant them or repot them in their brains, in their minds, when in reality that's not integration. That's just kind of like forcing my ideas and my beliefs onto other people. So what integration might be in that situation is living out living out your truths, living out, okay, so if you, if you've learned in your inner work that you, um, hold on to the past and you, I'm going to use myself as an example here, so part of my integration with my family in particular is to let go of resentment and because I hold a lot of resentment from my past, from my childhood from my teenage years I hold a lot of resentment towards my mom and the mother wound um I've had a rough time you know trying to heal the relationship with my mom and my stepdad so (laughs) if I want to get super meta with it um COVID kind of forced me to integrate in the most literal way COVID made me move home to my mom and my stepdads and that is a physical literal way 
that my spirit guides kind of fucked with me and said, oh, this is how you're going to integrate and heal the relationship with your mother and your stepfather. You're going to, you're going to literally be living with them. (laughs) So it's, it's sick and twisted, but that is what integration is. I would have never thought in a million years, I would have ever moved back in with my mom and my stepdad. The last time that I lived with them was when I was like 15 years old. I was anorexic. I was, you know, depressed. I was angry. Um, I was in a really, really bad place. I was, you know, eventually hospitalized and, and whatever. And then I got, you know, I got better eventually, but I stopped living with them because of the trauma that I endured while I was living with them as a teen. Now, fast forward to where I'm now, where I am now, I'm an adult and that version of me, that 16-year-old version of me, is still very much present because I was put back into the environment that made me sick in the first place, that made me distraught and, you know, experience suffering in the first place. So it's kind of like this big kind of circle of, you know, what comes around goes around. And it's also you know, definitely linked to my Saturn return because Saturn returns are the, the, the phase of ultimate truths that just shake you to your core, gut-wrenching truths that force you to face reality. And part of healing for me, I realize, is that I can't keep running away. I can't keep ignoring. I can't keep, um, you know, hoping that one day me and my mom and my stepdad get along, what was required there to integrate physically in the real world was to immerse myself back into that environment and create a new experience and to create a new reality from everything that I've learned, right? In therapy, in groups, in writing, in connecting, in teaching yoga, in whatever. Integration has to do with relationships and connections with ourselves, yes. And it's easier to integrate with ourselves, obviously. You know, you only have to worry about yourself. So integration can sometimes be just you, yourself, and you. You know, me, myself, and I. All right, let's be real. Buying vitamins and supplements can become overwhelming and super stressful. Honestly, I find myself in rabbit holes on the internet trying to find the lowest prices for the best supplements and it can feel like a full-time job. If you're anything like me and really into healing holistically through vitamins and supplements, then using Care Of is a great way to simplify the entire process. The best part of Care Of is that they specifically curate your daily vitamin packs to be exactly what your body needs to function at its best. All you do is take a quick 5-minute online quiz and you can even customize your daily supplement packets too. Not only do they have top quality vitamins, but I've really been loving the single packets of probiotics, the Chill Factor, and the Dream Team single packets, which can promote healthy relaxation and sleep, which I need all the help I can get in that department because I have insomnia. And since I have a lot going on health-wise, I'm trying to balance out my hormones, my autoimmune symptoms, and regulate my digestion, it's been really nice to not have to worry about buying all these bottles of supplements. Care of makes it easy and effortless. 
Supplement shopping can become so expensive too, but with Care Of, you're really getting exactly what you need for a fraction of the price. So for 50% off of your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code VIBEWITHIN50. Take out all the pressure and the stress when it comes to getting your vitamins and your supplements and go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code VIBEWITHIN50 for 50% off your first order. But I will say it is usually going to boil down to healing a dynamic or a relationship in your life because all of the experiences that we've gone through that have left wounds on us and have left us feeling emotionally scarred or, you know, left us feeling really mind-fucked, those experiences have to do with other people. Like, people and relationships are threaded into every experience that we've had and yeah, there's going to be times when integration just means, you know, focusing on you and focusing on your body. Maybe that means working out. Maybe that means, you know, integration is adding rituals, adding practices, really getting out of your comfort zone and meditating or doing some kind of physical movement or, you know, that that's something that you do on yourself, journaling, whatever. But the majority of integration is basically integrating what we've learned and applying it into the relationships in our lives because I can't keep running or hiding, you know, like I was saying, integration is about igniting the fire, right? Igniting the candle. We can have all the wisdom, but if we don't ignite it and we don't apply it into our real life, then we're kind of just sitting there with, with, with it all and we're not actually feeling it, we're just thinking it. Integration is about feeling it and embodying it. So, you know, for me, it was, it was healing that relationship with my stepdad and my mom and I, I did find that happy balance of taking a break um, and living with them for a while, then taking a break, then going back. And the three months that I lived with them, the most recent has been the most pleasant because I really brought my inner work and inner teachings that I learned from being away and therapy and everything. And I applied it because what I've realized in that integration work is Basically, I can't fucking change anyone and I need to be in charge of myself and my emotions and the, the little things that bother me and the, the ways that my mom and my stepdad live, um, that has nothing to do with me and I can't take everything so personally and I have to find a balance of, you know, picking and choosing my battles and being present and not being so hyper-focused on what they're doing and just allow that space for them to live and for me to live. That's integration to me. I'm going to go through some more examples of integration. So 
maybe integration for you is um, honoring your body more, you know, honoring your body more often instead of pushing it to the extreme. Um, so this is an example of integration that doesn't really have to do with other people. So if you're not trying to integrate right now with other people and that just doesn't feel like your vibe right now, like you're not ready to, you just don't want to, you're just kind of still, you know, kind of soaking and absorbing in your energy, that's totally fine. The fact that you're in that energy could be a an invitation for you to tune in into your body so that might feel so crazy to do because it's really it's really interesting to forget about your body and then all of a sudden remember that your body has been through a lot and you haven't even been attaining to it that's actually a message that I received when I was in the Temescal sweat lodge ceremony a few days ago I, I had this this thought that was just like, wow, hasn't your body been through enough? Like, hasn't your body been through so much? And when is it time to actually let your body heal and let your body breathe and let your body rest and let your body recalibrate? So this this example of integration is about moving away from the push it to the edge, push it to the extreme. You know, if you're the kind of person that is overdoing the, the movement and the working out and you are really finding extremes with your, with your, the way that you treat your body, you know, this could also relate to eating disorders and substance abuse. If you feel like you are nourishing your body with things that are actually making it feel toxic or you know like drugs or alcohol or too much sugar or you know that your body is going to it, your body can only take so much you know so when we step away from that self-destructive way and swap them with other activities or thoughts that allow the body to heal and rest and be in that rest and digest that's integration honoring the physical and honoring the emotional because it's easy to honor the emotional right but it's 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 a lot harder to honor the physical embodiment is so underrated <laughs> we don't talk about it enough um, maybe integration to you means taking a step away from dating because you know you need to focus on yourself and be immersed in your shadow and your light and figure out who you are so Again, I'm just throwing ideas out there. I'm just throwing out all these these forms of integration and just kind of sit with it and see what feels good to you because sometimes it truly does take someone else speaking these things to you and it, it resonating and it hitting. Like that's why I go to therapy. I love my therapist so much because she says things that maybe I've thought or maybe I just needed to hear it from someone else and that registers in my body and that transmutes into my body and it's it's like that it's again with the spells or the words are spells um, we can we can enforce these these vibrations and these energies through words that's why chanting and music and drumming is so important in the Temescal 
ceremonies, which I'm going to talk about the Temescal in just a little bit. We're almost done with the integration part of this episode. But senses is what activates the body, right? The five senses. Touching, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, hearing. Um, So, again, maybe you need to step away from dating. Maybe that's integration for you. That's integration to focus on yourself and embody yourself. Because when you step away from dating and having sex, you're more connected to your body. You know, you're not giving up your energy to other people. Maybe integration to you means you know, getting back into dating. So the complete opposite. For me, that's kind of what I need to do with my integration is um, start putting myself out there, start connecting with others, start, you know, connecting back with my sexuality because I've been celibate for two years um, and I've been really healing a lot of the sexual wounds and the sexual cords that I've had with with men in my life. And um, that has been the most healing thing that I've done in my in my work is just in my inner work is just refraining from sex refraining from it all and reconnecting with like my my innocence and my inner child and I kind of feel like I'm a born-again virgin um you know like it is possible to reconnect with that part of yourself and I feel like right now integration for me means listening to conversations about sex listening to sex podcasts um listening to conversations about being a hoe you know like I love the horrible decisions podcast it's fucking my favorite podcast right now I like listen to it all the time because it gets me in that headspace of oh yeah I know what it feels like to be intimate. I know what it feels like to have sex. I know what it feels like to, you know, connect with people. And the experiences that I've had with sex and connecting with people are all toxic because they've all been built on drugs and alcohol and substance and codependency and narcissism and manipulation and and lies and cheating. (laughs) So it's obvious that it's going to feel very strange now after I've done the inner work and I've become sober and celibate and I've cleansed all of that out of me, right? But now I'm just kind of sitting here raw, like an open wound, very, very open and very free, but also feeling very stuck and very held back and very intimidated to go and talk to people or to try and hook up with a guy because... I'm relearning who I am. I'm, you know, I'm sober now. And everything is different when you're in a sober mindset. Sex and partying and hooking up with people is so much easier when you're under the influence of substance. But when you get out of that headspace of needing or relying on a substance to get you comfortable and to lubricate your mind, right? It's like you're you're learning who you are all over again. And that is a really scary part of integration is like, oh, now I have to go out in the world and I have to be who I want to be. And, you know, just kind of it's it's confusing to go out in the world and and be different and um, to act in different ways that feel authentic to you. But the mind is sometimes like, you know, 
psyching you out and saying, are you being authentic? Because this is different than how you've been before. And it's like, what, why do we have to stay the same? You know, that's what integration is. It's about change. It's about implementing different ways of being and living and thinking. And um, the mind will always try and psych us out and label ourselves as, oh, you're not being, you're not being real. You're fake. You're, you're inauthentic. This isn't who you are. You know, because it only can base itself off of who you've been and past versions of yourself. So integration is becoming this new version of yourself, becoming this better version of yourself, reshaping your identity, relearning who you are, recreating yourself as a person. And that definitely has a lot to do with how you communicate with people and how you communicate with yourself and how you connect with your body. So the last thing I'll say about integration is that to me, it means what do you need to do in order to slightly nudge and challenge your current ways of living or thinking so that you can grow, so that you can evolve, so that you can transcend instead of feeling stagnant, stuck, or programmed with thoughts or beliefs or patterns that really aren't yours. So when you find yourself in these stuck feelings of, oh, this just doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I feel, I feel trapped. That is an invitation to integrate because that is the ultimate call and scream from source and from spirit that it's dying for a change. It's crying for a change. That is, that is when integration is meant to be applied. So I want to shift focus now over to um, the Temescal and um, what, you know, not just talking about Temescal, but what you can get from simply sweating, simply going to a sauna, you know, simply going to a spa that has a steam room. You know, I know that not everybody's um, able to go and take a trip to Mexico and, you know, go do spiritual sweat lodge ceremonies. Like, um, I'm very privileged to be here. And then, you know, I'm going back to, um, Florida and I'm going back to live with my mom and my stepdad and the animals. So this is just a temporary thing, but I know that I am, um, privileged and I'm grateful to be here. And I want to share ways that you can create like your own Temescal, which is basically going to a sauna, deep breathing, listening to um, spiritual music, listening to frequency music like 432 hertz or, you know, all these different hertz um, vibrational sounds you can listen to, put your ear pods in, um, sweat it out, breathe. Literally, it can change your life if you do that um, and you meditate in the sauna and I would say that the Temescal is more replicative of a steam room because it's a lot of water. It's a lot of wet. It's it's very, very wet. It's not dry, like a, like a dry sauna. But the dry sauna will definitely do the, do the trick. Um, basically, what a Temescal is, is it's the ultimate detox of the body and mind. And it is a spiritual ceremony that Mexican traditions have been doing for thousands of years. It is basically a, they make a hut made out of earth or cement. The one that I went to on Sunday was made of cement. So it felt like a spa. It felt like when you walked inside, there was, there was a whole seat 
kind of level. There was the ground level. It felt so authentic. And um, because that's, you know, the, the cement domes, that's like, that's really, really how they do it. Um, but I have been in Temescal ceremonies that have been made out of sticks and shrubs and blankets and that kind of thing. And those have been equally as intense. Um, you know, I would say that the one that I went to in the cement dome was way, was a little bit more intense though, because the heat traps in there way, 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 way more intensely. And, um, so it just got hotter, but the experience was still super powerful, just like the other ones I've been to. Um, and basically this is a spiritual ceremony that, um, is meant to detox the physical body and the emotional mind and it's it's to drain it's a, it's to drain ourselves of all the toxic thoughts and beliefs and then we are left pure and reborn and revived it connects some it connects the person doing the temescal to the purity that they are and that they don't need anything else outside of them to feel pure so the the Temescal Lodge, you know, the dome itself represents the womb. It represents the mother's womb and everybody goes in and when you sweat and you breathe, you feel like you're in the womb. You're wet. You are safe. It, it's dark. There's no lights. Um, and what they do is they burn the coals and these, these coals are vol volcanic coals and they bring the coals in and there's intention setting. And then we talk about, you know, what everybody's intentions are. There's rituals that we do with certain types of stones. The hot volcanic, um, stones are one by one placed in there's some chanting they usually say amateo which means the creator um of two i believe the creator of two um that's what they said at least and so that's that's something that they chant um and there are four sections or four doors they call them doors or pathways of the temescal so there's four sessions the, the first session, you know, each session, it, we, they, they put in the water on the coals, they burn, that they actually, they use herbs, fresh herbs, grapefruit, and different kinds of aromas to awaken the body and awaken the senses. Um, and those, those smells activate the body. And I'm telling you, the first time I did Temescal, the, the smells were like nothing I've ever smelled before. I swear it's like the herbs and the plants that are here in Mexico, you, you just don't find them in the States. Like they don't exist. So it was like nothing I had ever smelled before, but at the same time, it felt so familiar. Um, and that's what Temescal is also about. It's about remembering. So as we release all these toxic thoughts and memories and beliefs that are ingrained in our body and our mind it helps us connect to um, our ancestors our grandmothers our grandfathers our parents our family and it also connects us to our inner child many of the facilitators and the shamans who have um, led the temescal sweat lodge ceremonies have talked about the inner child a lot 
So um, each each door represents something different. Um, sometimes they can all they can kind of change in each Temescal ceremony, I think. But usually one door is about intentions. Another door is about connecting to grandfather and grandmother energy and ancestors. Another door is about connecting to, um, I think, like suffering and the body. And then another door, the last door, um, is about freedom. And, you know, sometimes I think that the, the Temescal ceremonies can differ, but that's at least what I've grasped from most of the ones I've been to. Um, again, it's all about releasing. It's about becoming pure and content and connecting to, to Santosha, which means contentment from within. Um, so... The shaman on Sunday was talking a lot about life suffering and challenges and how it makes us stronger and who we are today. Um, finding finding peace and meaning in all of the, the suffering and all of the experiences that we've gone through and transmuting that and transforming that into medicine and into strengths. And the shaman was a very young guy um <laughs> before we did the temescal he actually gave me and all the other people there um rape which is the sniffing tobacco which they kind of snuff up your nose with this tool and i gotta tell you it is really intense at least for me it is and um i tried it just because Actually, I've, I've tried it before, but I tried it in Miami, and it was not in that environment. Um, it was, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know if you guys remember the episode of when I was talking about how when I, when I got homeless in Miami and I went to go visit um, one of my older clients, he, he was having his birthday dinner at Zuma in Miami and he invited me and I was like looking like shit and I still went he had rape and he offered it to me and I didn't know what the fuck it was but I snorted it anyways and I remember how insane it made me feel because I I just did too much of it and it it really fucked my head up that night it does wear off quick but it just made me feel so out of sorts um, this time at the Temescal, you know, he, he snuffed up the rape in one, one time in each nostril and it was, it's not pleasant. I mean, I gotta admit it does ground your body. It does give you the sensation of kind of like sinking into the ground and feeling, um, just more supported by the earth because Temescal is all about connecting to the earth and the elements of the earth, which is fire, water, earth, and air. So all of those elements are divinely, you know, um, implemented into the ceremony. Um, so the rape was intense. I'm probably not going to do it again. Uh, it, it was kind of weird sniffing something because I haven't sniffed or snorted drugs in a while. Um, and honestly, it made me kind of sick, I feel like, because Temescal never makes me sick. But I feel like the, the rape kind of gave me like an allergic kind of reaction because the whole, the whole night my nose was stuffed up. 
and I felt like I was having allergies. Um, and I don't feel like that too much today, but I think it just might be something in the, in the air here too, you know, traveling, traveling can activate the body. There you go. I mean, traveling is definitely a way to connect to the body because the body has to acclimate to the difference of what's going on. So my body is kind of calibrating to, um, the different air and the different kind of plants and smells and senses and, and the weather and the sun and that that all has to play a big role in you connecting to your body as well so um, the ceremony was longer too than any other Temescal I've been to so I think that's why it was more intense the main message that I got from the Temescal sweat lodge ceremony was that you know I kept hearing my spirit guides and my soul say, hasn't your body been through enough? You know, you're always beating yourself up. You're always judging your body. And this comes from my history of, you know, body dysmorphia and body image stuff and disordered eating and just all of it wrapped up into one. And when you, when I was connecting with my body in the Temescal, it made me it just made me have appreciation for my body and how much it's been through because this particular um, ceremony was very, very taxing on the body. And so with that said, it made me appreciate how strong my body is. Um, and it really, it really made me hear what my body was telling me. Like, I've been through a lot, you know, like my body was like talking to me, like, you know, um, I've been through a lot. I've been through drugs and alcohol and addiction and toxic sex and um, layers of, of mental illness I felt like were dissolving, you know, like you'll have these epiphanies and these breakthroughs, these mental breakthroughs, you know, these, these downloads, these lightning bolt kind of thoughts, these, these glimpses of negative mindsets melting and that that is that's integration that it feels it feels like a clicking sensation when you can feel the negative mindsets melting and these glimpses of truth that kind of shift you away from the toxic kind of ways of of viewing yourself and for me it really helped me remember how much you know, my body has been through and I have to really remember that it takes a lot of time to change the way that, you know, I think about my body and judge my body. But what I really received from the sweat lodge ceremonies that I've been to so far is that this knowledge of that I can create a completely new version of myself, my body, and my mind. You know, I can create a completely new version of myself, my body, and my mind. My weight doesn't have to correlate with how I feel, you know. My weight doesn't have to correlate with, with how I felt at that weight when I was younger, you know the body changes um a lot of body image stuff came up for me and i i don't want to get too into the body image stuff because that's kind of um 
personal to me right now. I, I have, you know, made podcast episodes about body dysmorphia and healing from binge eating um, and bulimia. And I, I made that episode in August. So if you want to go back, it's probably like in the, uh, in the 90s. The one episode is how I healed from disordered eating and, and body dysmorphia and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, a lot of body image stuff came up and just a lot of recognizing and realizing that, you know, forcing my body to look a certain way is literally going against my body and sure, it's good to be healthy for me. I, I like being healthy. I like moving. I like being fit. I like being active. But I was taking it to the extreme, like I was saying before. I was I was getting OCD with it, and it was actually doing more harm than good. It was, it was actually putting my body into um, a survival mode, kind of like fight, fight or flight mode. And that is not healthy. That is not being fit. That is not being, you know, productive or that that's not connecting with my body in a healthy or safe way. Um, I, with the body image stuff too, um, sometimes we disconnect from our body because we don't like our body. And so we will use substances to disconnect ourselves from our body because we want to feel better in our body so we, or in our mind. So we use self-medicating things like hard drugs and partying or sex or whatever it is. So um, the Temescal was a beautiful experience. Um, Again, I know that maybe not everybody has the opportunity to do that, so I recommend going. And this could be part of your physical integration. This could be your homework. Um, go and find a place on Groupon or a gym or a spa. Get a day pass. Groupon has cheap as fuck day passes for spas, just, just saying. And everything's starting to open up again, so try to go find one with a, with a steam room because that is the most similar to Temescal, or go get your ass in a fucking sauna. There's saunas everywhere now. Um, do it and let me know how it makes you feel and try to try to create a ritual and try to create a little ceremony for yourself. You know, don't, don't be on your phone when you're in the sauna. Just listen to music, listen to affirmations, or just be silent and meditate. Um, I have a lot of guided audio meditations in my modern meditation journaling course um and that's linked in the show notes it's available on my etsy and it has like over eight hours of guided meditations with um binaural beats journaling prompts creative writing prompts to connect with your inner child shadow work all the things um i will say that if you ever do get the chance to do a temescal definitely do it don't be scared um, basically, Temescal is about connecting to the earth elements, air, earth, water, and fire, and the five senses. So touch, taste, smell, hear, feel. No, touch, taste, hear, 
smell. Wow, I'm fucking high. <laughs> um, I think that's my cue that I need to end this episode. But connecting to your senses is going to help you integrate. So try to, this is your homework, you guys. Connect to the elements, fire, earth, water, and air, because that's what the Temescal is all about. Um, you know, after the Temescal, when, you, when I walked out of, the, out of the dome, they pour an entire bucket, huge bucket of cold water on your body. It's like the craziest feeling because you were just in this, this lodge sweating for like two or three hours, right? And not, not three hours, let's say two hours. You know, your hands are pruney, your, your feet's pruney, and they do give you water a little bit here and there. And then once you leave this, the cold water, I've never felt like anything like that in my life. My body was kind of like quivering and shaking. And I felt like I was completely like my senses and my body like was activated. It was like plugged in. I hadn't felt, I hadn't felt that sensation since I was a kid, um, like getting in really cold water and just being so shocked, you know, like I felt like a little kid. And then they had like a, a little pool that you could go into after the Temescal and sit in there. And it was just all, all the elements are equally as important. The fire on the coals, the water that ignites the coals and creates the steam, the air that we breathe because in Temescal it's all about breathing deep and releasing and singing and um really like using pranayama and and breath breath work to activate the body and then the earth which is um the herbs that they that they use for this for the smells and um just being in the cement dome that's also earth and it all represents the womb right so one last thing that i'll say about integration and doing the inner work because it's starting to get pretty loud out here, I apologize, but I had this this last kind of thought about when you do the inner work and you do the shadow work, once the egg cracks, you can't really uncrack it, and that's the dark beauty of the epiphanies and the downloads. Once you feel them and you see them and you visualize them and you you know you really embody them, you can't unsee it, you can't undo it, you can't unlearn it Um, so when you have those epiphanies and those downloads and those realizations um, you can't go back right and that's what Temescal and that's what integration is all about it's about cracking the egg it's about change it's about creating new ways of thinking and being and and feeling and changing the toxic beliefs and releasing it's it's all about releasing. Temescal is all about release. Releasing everything until you're just empty and you can be reborn. So that is where I'll leave you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're at one hour and 11 minutes as I'm recording this right now. Um, that's interesting. Probably it'll be different when I edit it, but um, if you could go and rate my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, Just rate it five stars. That really helps the podcast thrive. 
Uh, I've been forgetting to ask you guys to do that, but it really is important. I mean, I'm not really sure how important it is, but I really do think it is because um, the more ratings, the higher it goes in the Apple podcast charts. And we're, you know, we're at 125-ish episodes now, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in and your energy and the DMs and the emails and the messages that you guys send me. So keep connecting with me and let me know how your integration is going. Um, remember your homework, connect to the elements and of the earth and then connect to your senses and try to try to apply your, your inner work outwardly into the world. And um, I hope that you guys feel it. I hope that you guys integrate in your own way and yeah. We'll hang out soon.